Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shirman Daf Yomi. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom. We're now in Masachat Erovin Daf Nunhei Amur Aleph. And after a lengthy Agadah about Talmud Torah and related issues, we come back to our subject, which is Ketzad Me'abrin Etaharim. And we have here a Brita which expands on our Mishnah. Aruka Kemochihi. If uh, the town is rectangular, then we leave it as is. We don't square it, in other words. Agula, if it's round, we add the corners, and we square it. Merubat, if it's square, we don't have to add extra corners. We'll see what that means. Let's say that it was wider on one side than the other, so the town tapered off. Then we imagine the narrow side being as wide as the wide side, and go from there. As we have the Mishnah, if one house stuck out of the wall, then we make that the boundary. Uh, literally as if there was a string over them. From there out, we measure 2,000 amot. Let's say the town was built as a semicircle or a gamma, like an L-shaped. We imagine the space in the middle, in the middle of the bow or in the middle of the L, <coughs> to be filled with houses and chatzerot. And so we square it. We go out from there, 2,000 amot. Now, that's the brighter. Now, Amar Aruka Kemochihi. If it's oblong... It's rectangular, we leave it as is. So pshita, so lo tzricha da'aricha uktina. And it's longer and shorter. So ma'udetema, litein laputya urka. You might think that you add some of the width to the length. Kamash malan, that we leave it as is. Merubatin osin la'zaviyot. If it's square, you do nothing. So pshita, obviously. Lo tzricha rabba v'lom rabba ribua olam. That it's squared, but it's not squared to the compass. Meaning that the squares aren't directed towards north, south, east, and west. Maybe we add it so that we have a square circumscribed around that square that fit, that's uh, directed to the uh, directions of the compass. So, we don't. How come if you tell me that one house merits the entire town's uh, border to go out in two houses, certainly. So, if there are two different sides, we might think that we don't do that. Maybe we do not apply this in two different directions. We do. We said if it's a bow or L-shaped, we imagine it all filled in and measure from there. So let's say you have a city that's really bowed. If from one end to the other of the bow, there's less than 4,000 amot, then we imagine it all filled in and go out from there. If not, then we do not imagine it filled in, and we measure from the actual houses. Since when did Ravuna say that? Ravuna, that if you have the wall of a city, if it has 141 and a third amot, then it no longer is mu'rav. And that measure, by the way, is two, um, two of the shiur ha'ir, of the 70 plus amah, that goes out from the city. So we see that he, that he has a much different measure. So, if it's on, 
one side, then he'll allow all of this area to be filled in, as long as it's 40,000 or more or less. So two different sides, then much less. My question on in Karpeflazu, the Karpeflazu, what is he teaching us? That when it's on two sides, that we give a Karpef area, 70 plus, times two, one for each town? So, Maravuna Kharazimna, he already said it. Not as we have a later Mishnah. Mayor says that each city gets a Karpef added on to its extension. That's the extension. The Chachamim say that's only if there is two towns. Which means, which means if there's less than 141 amot between them, then we imagine them combined because it's as if they each have a karpef. But not that each town automatically gets one, as Ramayor said. As Ravuna already said, karpef lezu, karpef lezu. He disagreed with Ravun, and he said what Chachami meant was, if there are two towns and there's 70 amot between them, then they're one, but not two. So the answer is Tzricha. Ravuna still had to say it again. Tiyashpin and Hachaf, we only had the rule here. Mishum Heter Mi'ikara, because it was originally it was fine, and then it was opened up. The wall broke down. Haval Hatam, where the city was built like that, Emalo. Tiyashpin and Hatam, if we had that, Mishum Dachika Tishmishtayu. I would think the reason that we give each town their own uh, Karpef area, thus leading to 141 Amot, is because it's too small for one for two towns to use one Karpef area. But here, where you don't have that problem, because only one town, that's why we need both. So how much can there be between the extra that you're adding in and the actual houses? It would be more than 2,000. It makes sense that it could be, that it could be more than two thousand because if you wanted to, you can walk there via the real houses that are there. Okay, so we said in the Mishnah that um, that if you had remains of a wall that were ten tefachim high, then you measure out from those if they're outside the city. It means like a ruin. So you have three walls left of a building. There's no roof there. There's no fourth wall. That still counts, and you can extend the city to that and go from there. So they asked the question, What if there's only two mechitzot left, but it has a roof? Does the roof matter that much? So The following are parts of the city that extend with it. Nefesh yesh barbamot alabamot, a monument for a grave that has four by four. Vahagesher vahakever sheish ben beitira, or a bridge, or a grave site that has some sort of residence there, like for the guard. Or benakreset sheish ben beitira lachazan, or a benakreset that has a manse for the uh, the chazan who lives there. Even a pagan temple that has some sort of a residence for its priests. Which are stables, and storehouses. Any of these places that has a human residence attached to it, count as part of the town, you measure out from there. Those are the little guard houses that are in the field. Even a house that's right on the water. They all count and the town extends out from those. The following do not. If you have a mausoleum, where on two sides the walls are down, 
והגשר הקבר שאין לה בית דירה, והקבר שאין לה בית דירה לחזן ובית דירה לקורם, שאין לה בית דירה לקומרים, כל ההוצאות שבשדות שאין להם בית דירה, all of the things we mentioned in the ratio, but if they don't have a residence for humans, ובור ושיח ומערה, caverns and trenches, etc. וגדר ושובח שבתוכה, וגדר ושובח שבתוכה, or if you have a wall or a dovecoat, והבית שבספינה, not one that's on the water, but one that's actually on the boat. They don't count. If you have a boat tied up on the uh, on the dock, that doesn't count to, for the town. So, now, the point of that entire writer was, If you have a mausoleum that was broken down on two sides, which means we assume it has a roof, and it has two walls up, and you see it's no good. My love, Dika, Tikra, aren't we talking about a case where it has a roof, and therefore you see two walls and a roof are not as good as three walls and no roof? Lo, Deleka, Tikra, we're talking about a case where it does not have a roof, and there's only two walls left. Now, Bayit Shabayam Lamai Chazi, what's the value of having a, a house that's right on the water? The answer is like a boathouse. Papa, Bayit Shasur, the Fanopo Kelim It's there to take offload things from the boat. Umeara, in Mitaberatima, wait a second, we said that a cavern. Doesn't count since when? said it does. If there's a building right in front of the me'ara, the, some sort of residence, then it all does count. So then it should count because of the building. You don't need the cave. So let's say the building isn't dalal al dalad. The cave, along with the building together, is is counted. And therefore, the size of the cave counts towards making it a proper residence and being able to extend it. Okay, we'll pick up uh, with Pravuna's law of the campgrounds and how you make an uh, Eruv uh, in, in those circumstances and the size of the, the, um, of the area and how far out you go in the next podcast. In the meantime, it should have a wonderful day.